Please pray, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask through your most Holy Spirit and through the most holy name of Jesus and his most precious blood that we can encounter you. To know that our true identity is being a son or a daughter of you, our Father. We ask all of this through the most holy and sacred name of Jesus, who is Lord and Savior forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So it's been a pretty crazy week as um, last week I was with about eight of our high school students and about 100 from our diocese and we were at a Steubenville conference in Steubenville is ran at Steubenville University, Franciscan University of Steubenville in Ohio, which is on the eastern half of Ohio. And last week we left about Wednesday and got back Tuesday of this week. So we did a little bit of team building with the youth and they got to know one another. We were able to visit Notre Dame College, um, go to the Basilica, pray there. Um, And then we did different icebreakers and the kids get to know one another. So as we headed into the conference on Friday, which is very, very intense, they were ready for what was about to happen. And as we um, went to the conference, we arrived a little bit late, like good Catholics. And, okay, good, you have a sense of humor. Um, but as we, we entered into the, the gymnasium where they had the praise and worship happening, um, it was pretty intense. You know, a lot of the kids have never experienced something like that. Um, and they're able to pray, and then they're able to really um, open their hearts, and they were encouraged to do the most important thing they do at that conference, which is go to confession. And so after they were praying and encouraging kids to go to confessions, all the priests went over um, to Christ the King Chapel and were able to be in air conditioning, thank God, because it was really, really hot. Um, but then as we heard, you know, 500 confessions that first night out of the 2,000 youth that were there, in the morning, I receive a text message from Father Matt, and he says, we don't have any power here in Anago, and they think between 9 and 15, um, tornadoes might have went through Wisconsin last night, so please pray for us. And I wasn't able to kind of see the damage that kind of happened in the area until Tuesday night. But the one image that keeps standing out to me is seeing these trees that look so strong. You never thought any wind could take them down. But seeing them not broken in half. Those ones I'm not really too concerned about. But the ones that are uprooted. You know, you see, you see people in our lives too and we think they look so strong. You know, and then the winds of the world come and the, the culture wants to change them. And sometimes they just flip and you're, you're wondering, what were they rooted in? And I want you to ask yourself that same question. What are you rooted in? How deep are your roots? Because it's not a mad, matter of when the storm is going to come, right? Because we know they're going to come. It's, it's just a matter of how strong are my roots in Christ, in the church, in the teaching of truth. And I think also in that, we have to ask ourselves the deeper question in that, am I happy? Am I truly happy? Because a lot of these students that went on this Steubenville trip, they might have been a little bit happy, but deep down they know there's more to life because what, what the world is offering them with social media, with 52 different genders, with all this confusion going around, they're not happy. Depression rates for youth are as high as they've ever been since we started taking statistics on that. And they came on this retreat on this, on this, to this conference looking for hope, looking for truth, looking for an encounter with the person of Jesus. And they were so good. You would have been so proud of our youth from Anago being leaders. When we're on the bus, we'd pray the rosary and we'd pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet or do different different prayer exercises, and you would have been so proud of them. I was proud of them. 
Um, because they were all in. They sacrificed, they did fundraising, they did a lot of things. They were planting roots deeper. So because they know that when the world comes at them with different temptations of the flesh or different ways of the world, they know that it's going to be so easy to just be like that big, strong tree because I went to a Steubenville conference just to tip over and to show how weak my roots truly are. And Jesus wants us to be truly happy. But we have to know that in Jesus, he didn't come to lead us to himself. I think a lot of people think, oh, Jesus, that's great. But Jesus came to lead us and reconcile us to the Father. Because we hopefully know the story, but at the point of Adam and Eve, you know, they, they, they reach for the apple or whatever the fruit of the tree was. But as they're before that, they were in complete harmony with God. There was no sin, no death, no stress, no depression. They had complete peace and harmony. They had true happiness. And then the devil came in, the serpent, and started to ask them, saying, did God really say don't eat from that tree? And he instills doubt in their hearts, just like he does in your heart and my heart to this day, to quit. Why even try? Why even go forward in your faith? Why even ask, seek, and knock as we hear in our gospel reading today? And as soon as Eve starts reaching for that fruit, Adam should have been a man, but he was being a coward. He wasn't protecting his woman, right? The woman that's made from his rib to say she's equal to him, but he's still given dominion. He's still meant to protect her, and he's being a coward, and he lets her eat from the fruit. He eats from the fruit, and as soon as that happens, the first sin happens, which has screwed up so much stuff ever since. And it broke the Father's heart. It broke God's heart to be separated from his creation, from his people. And throughout all the Old Testament, through the all, from Moses, from Abraham, Noah, all these covenants that God made with his people, and they keep saying, I don't want you, God. I'm impatient. I want the ways of the world. It breaks the Father's heart. And eventually the conversation comes up in heaven in eternity. God says, I'm sick and tired of being away from my people. I can't see them suffer anymore. Who's going to go get them? Who's going to go get my people back because I want to be back in harmony with them? I want them to know true happiness. And Jesus says, I'll go get them. And Jesus comes as the sin offering to reconcile us to the Father. To say that our life has worth. Because God became a person, so in order for God to save us, he became a human. And you and I are humans, and that's how God reconciles us to the Father. And when Jesus was on earth, he performed miracles. He healed people. He delivered them from all the pain and anguish of the ways of the world to say there's more to life than what you're being offered. There's more to life than worldly fame. There's more to life than you name it. You place your thing in there. And the Lord is saying, what I desire to give you is your identity back, which was lost with Adam and Eve. And if I'm a son of the Father, men, that makes you a son of the Father. And women... If I'm a son of the Father, that makes you a daughter of the Father. And what a father desires to do with his child is primarily to hold them and to affirm them of their identity. And a lot of times we're seeking happiness in all the wrong places, but happiness is truly found through reconciliation with the Father. By going to confession, by confessing all that dirt on the person of Jesus, 
that you and I are embarrassed about, that you and I wish we didn't do. And as we place more and more of that weight upon Jesus, and we trust more and more in Jesus, the higher and higher we are in the arms of the Father. And the more we are affirmed and confirmed in our identity as a son or a daughter of the Father. And that's what a lot of our students received at Steubenville. That's what a lot of them received by spending time in community with people who are like-minded. Not perfect, but like-minded, looking for true happiness. And I can preach about this, but it's important for us to encounter God. It's important for us to spend time with Him. So what I'd like for us to do is to think when we pray our Father, or we pray, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, or I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, what is the Father like? Who is the truth of the Father? Because Jesus says, the Father and I are one. He became, he came man to reconcile us, to show us the true image of the Father, to reconcile us to him so we know our identity. So what I'd like to do is just to take a moment of silence and pray. And I'd like just to kind of walk you through a meditation. And as we do this, I just want you to know that the, the goal today is not to quit in your asking and seeking and knocking. Because our God is good. Our God is a true Father. He's not a dictator. He is pure love itself. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just for a moment to just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. Just to rest because a lot of us are just tired. And if you open your eyes, just close them again. You're in a safe place. And as you take those deep breaths, I want you just to hear the Holy Spirit and sense the Holy Spirit in your spiritual imagination just saying, forward, my daughter. Forward, my son. Don't quit. Just encouraging you. And as the Holy Spirit is behind you, encouraging you to not quit, to move forward, to persevere, to just put your hand out and walk with Jesus and give him everything. Give him your sins. Give him your pain, your discouragement, your frustration. And to know that he conquered sin and death for you to reconcile you to the Father. You're walking with peace. You're walking with love itself. And as you walk with Jesus, and the more you give him your sins, and the more you give him your plans, because we say, thy will be done, we want God's will to be done, in the distance you see the Father. And the Father is on one knee, with his arms open, just waiting to embrace you as his son or his daughter. So you can be rooted in the truth of your identity. And as you walk with Jesus, just take a moment to place yourselves in the arms of your Father and just to place all of your sins on Jesus, all of your shame, all of your guilt, and just rest in the arms of your Father and my Father. And rest.
and rest in the arms of our Father. And just to ask a couple questions while you're in the arms of the Father. Ask yourself, are you truly happy? And the second question that we pray every time in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Who do you need to forgive? And to place those people on Jesus and to let them go and to be freed so you may know your identity as a son or a daughter that was purchased by the blood of Jesus and nailed to the cross. We'll take a moment to spend time in the arms of our Father so that we may rest in Him and know that our identity is rooted deeply in the blood of Jesus. Amen.